Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. I'm Adam Lazarine. I'm joined here by Joe Copeland. What's up? And Dustin Moore. Yo. Hey, guys, it's episode three, and wow. we are so excited that you have joined us, and we cannot wait to get into this episode. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today are some of the dangers of restrictions and the preacher's kid mentality. Uh, wow. What yeah, do you that's think kind that of, is? I don't know. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Uh, but why don't we start out with telling uh, the listeners about our weekends? I um, think there were some oh, things man. that kind of went straight into what we have been talking about for the last couple of weeks and episodes, yeah. and uh, it really hit us all in, in a different way. So, it Joe, really why don't you did. take it away? So, yeah, so in, in our region, we were, it was snowmageddon, or should I say icemageddon, and we were... True stuck in our houses and we were faced with every behavior that we talked about in the last few episodes and we mm. were we, we faced a lot of uh a lot of challenges you know we came into this uh we knew it was going to be snowy we knew it was going to be icy we were probably going to be buckled down for a couple of days um but still I you know I was not prepared and that's something we're going to talk about later mm. I was I didn't have um the food I needed prepped I didn't have you know those snacks that I like to go to uh available and so, man, it was just tough. And so, um, you know, I, I hate competitions like this so much, even though I'm responsible for putting them on every year for <laughs> yeah. seven years. It's all your fault. It's like it's I, I feel like it's expected. I mean, because people rely on it to lose their weight every year. Um, and but I, I this is only the second time I've ever taken part in it um, because I hate what it does to my mind, <clears throat> to my yeah. mind. Excuse me. Um, so it whenever gosh it makes me have this mentality where i'm either on or i'm off mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to talk about today is is whether you're on plan or you're off plan and the, the damaging mentalities that it has um whenever you have that uh that thinking going on and so that's what happened to me man we we went out to eat, uh, go get some Mexican food. Finally, after ice uh, settled down, we could kind of inch our way down the road. Um, trying to keep a toddler happy inside of a house for three days was um, a lot of fun. And so, you know, I, at this specific restaurant, I have, uh, you know, a healthy option that I go to. Chicken breast, sautéed veggies, um, you know, uh, some baked beans or uh, charro beans kind of one. Uh and sure enough, uh, my wife ordered some uh, chips and queso. Oh, devastation. Mm. I know. Bum, bum, and, bum. you know, the plan I'm following, all I'm doing is I'm just saying I'm not eating any processed carbs. And so there was a, a devil and an angel on both of my shoulders saying, these chips aren't processed carbs. You can eat these. These are fine. No, you can't. No, you can't. I was like, and then so the devil... The devil won. Yeah, mm. and you ate some chips and uh, some queso. A lot of queso, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was probably the not the best choice. Uh, not a devastating choice, yeah. but not the greatest choice. No. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I beat myself up the rest of that day. I came. I texted you guys. I was like, no, I failed you because I'm in these strict confines of our competition. And one of the rules was we do not cheat. And to me, that felt like a cheat. 
and fighting that mentality to not go get the Reese's Puffs on top of my fridge for my, for my daughter and just eat seven massive bowls of that. I had to fight that urge all night because I, I, I had the mm. mindset. I stepped outside the bounds. Why not do it again? You know, yes. that's the same thing we talked about. Right. Right, right into what we just finished talking about. But yeah. it's so easy. And But, yeah, here's the, the flip side to that. You got on the scale this week and you – And what? I lost 2.2 pounds. Yeah. So yeah. – Again, not the greatest healthy uh, choice option. Exactly. But uh, that did not have a negative impact on the scale. Now, for Dustin and I, I wish that we could say the same thing. Um, Us, we were in the same boat that you were. We were iced in. And, of course, when you're in the house with your family, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to do? You want to make cookies for the kids. You want to make something that tastes good. And and just it's comfort food because you're just there and you Mm -hmm. can – you're binge watching TV or whatever. Um, and so we did all of that and I didn't really take part in, in much of what yeah. we'd made. And that yeah. I felt like I was pretty good, but I think it was just um, maybe just the lack of activity and just mm. general yeah. lethargic so behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then of course I did eat a little bit more than what I normally would. Yeah. And so it, it could have been just diet related. It could have been exercise related could be a combination yeah, of all those things both. yeah yeah and um so i actually gained weight this week just so the listeners know that we are human and we uh we can actually experience what you guys may or may not be experiencing on the scale so true um yeah and so you we we want to empathize with you if that is the case because you look at that scale and you realize you've put in work and significant work and then you don't get the result mm. on the scale and what does that do to your headspace Dude, it is a struggle, man. Like, you know, our our boats are a little different going into Ice Mageddon. And, and, you know, I I thought going into it that I had prepared myself adequately to be able to make it through and be fine, right? Like, uh, I did prep. I prepped uh, some taco meat out of lean turkey, right? You know, everybody's favorite meal in the world. It is what it is. Uh, and, and before I even went home, before I was iced in, I made sure I went in, hit the gym, and I got one last lift in before I got stuck. But being home alone, me and the four walls around me, yeah, boredom hit and it hit quick. And, dude, I, I found that I like to munch, especially when I'm bored. Yeah, right. And... And for me, it wasn't so much that I ate poorly, right? Because mm-hmm. I was eating what I would eat, but it was the quantity. It was the frequency with which I did it. Yeah. And and I, looking back at it, I ate probably a little more than I have been going through this competition that we're in. Uh, but at the same time, the big difference was I wasn't getting that regular activity. Yeah, well, I was and, uh, so like I laid on the couch. Probably got a thousand steps each day. <laughs> oh, if yeah, if. Dang. well, and I think one of the things that we should remember is this far along in the competition, our bodies are starting to catch up with the idea that we're doing something different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, our bodies are machines, and they are well old machines because yeah. they will adjust quickly, mm-hmm. and so you kind of have to throw a wrench in that system occasionally. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's some of the, some of what we're dealing with. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the title of this episode is called the preacher's kid mentality. 
and mm-hmm. um, really more than anything, it's just kind of a fun play on words. Maybe I, I'm not sure how to phrase that, but really what we're we're talking about is uh, the binge and restriction behavior. So we're we restrict ourselves from whatever we decide to do, yeah. and whenever we put those strict confines on that, uh, you know eventually you will stray outside those lines and that's when the binging behavior comes in uh you just uh you can't get enough of what you couldn't have previously mm-hmm. basically so mm-hmm. if you get that tunnel vision whenever so let's just use uh carbs because that's uh that's one of the main things that people do uh mm-hmm. you know these last couple of years is uh carbs are from the devil uh, and that's the mentality a lot of people have and so whenever we have a restriction placed on ourselves that we cannot have carbs what it does is it you get tunnel vision on that car on those carbs and all you can think about is oh, i can't have carbs i want carbs look at that person over there they're eating carbs look at joe at the restaurant eating chips i know <laughs> how dare him as a carbaholic sinner yeah. i would have been offended being I know. That, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. No, that's okay. And so, whenever we put these strict restrictions, strict restrictions—that's a play on words there. Um, we, uh, we—it's called the scarcity mindset. So, a scarcity mindset is just like what I said. It—it's when you get the tunnel vision of what you cannot have, and it's all you can focus on. And it makes, uh, whenever we get tunnel mm-hmm. vision, it makes uh, impulse control. Very, very difficult. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever felt that whenever you're trying to follow a plan? Yeah. Could you relate that to like going to the grocery store when you're hungry? Oh, yeah. Is that sure. kind of the same yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you run into row and aisle after aisle of things that you restrict yourself from when yeah. you're dieting. If you put your if you can, you know, see me, mm-hmm. if you're quotations. dieting, the air quotations when you're dieting. And then you go to the grocery store and you're like, I can't have that. I can't yeah. have that. I can't have that. I shouldn't have that. Um, and then it runs into problems with um, when you run into the idea of getting outside of the boundary line, mm-hmm. like we've been talking about. So yeah. what exactly, I guess the good question is, what exactly is the boundary and is it the same for every person? It just depends what you set for yourself. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're trying to stay within the confines of a ketogenic diet, I mean, you're, you're you are at, you get 25 to 50 grams of carbohydrates a day and so that's i mean if you eat vegetables there's your carbs right there and right. so uh if, if and you know for me i'm i'm just making the bounds of not eating processed carbs like i said so i can still eat potatoes and sweet potatoes and rice mm-hmm. and and quinoa and stuff like that uh and so that's i did that for my own um for my own self because i've done keto before and i've seen the binge and restrict behaviors come out of myself whenever yeah. I decide, oh, I'm not in ketosis, so I'm going to go eat some carbs while I'm not in ketosis. And so I just freaking binge the car- uh, carbs. And so a binge is, is literally, it's a revolt uh, that you, mm-hmm. you know, upon the strict rules that you set for yourself, you decide, forget it, I'm done. I don't care about the rules anymore. Give me whatever carbs you got. Yeah. So if it's chips, you're you're shoving chips in your mouth. You're not even paying attention to the chip that you're chewing you're paying attention Mm -hmm. on the next chip that you're about to grab you know yeah very true for me like it it seems to be a recurring thing uh in in my own personal journey and i've kind of known this for a while i've seen the evidence there uh saturdays are like binge days that is when the cravings hit that is when if if there is a slip that's where it happens like 
It's always on the Saturday. Why? Because that's the day that I don't have anything to do. Oh, yeah. And, and Sportum. you know, I, I stop keeping myself busy. And then I, th- I start thinking to myself, you know, maybe maybe just this once. Yeah. Right. I'll just let it go. I'll, I'll have a little snack, you know, and uh, that snack becomes, well, maybe I'll have this with it. Well, I had the, you know, I've got time to work this off. Yeah. So as we're looking at some of these behaviors and the cycle that it creates, uh-huh. does it, I've found out for me that it's helpful whenever I, if I'm going to keep myself accountable with the scale and that's not the end all be all thing to accountability, but it mm-hmm. is one metric that yeah. we look at. Um, I find it more helpful actually that we weigh in on Monday than on Thursday, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because if we did it on Thursday, then I'd have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in those days where I realize I'm yeah. going to be away from the scale for exactly. six whole days. And yeah. these first three, I can really, you know, I can really mess that up yeah. and, um, and still be okay because I can recover the last three, four days of the week. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is a cyclical behavior in and, in and of itself. It yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so what are some other metrics maybe that we should be looking at beside the scale, besides the scale? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, energy levels, how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, our body is really good at telling us how it feels if we can actually stop and be present and listen. I found mm-hmm. that out this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the rower, no doubt. Um, <laughs> Dustin hey. and Dustin still owns the crown for yeah. uh, best. The crown has been reclaimed. What is it? Twenty five hundred meters. Twenty five sixty. Twenty five fifty. Twenty five sixty. Okay, Somewhere I had there. about eight hundred left, and I just yeah. hit the wall. And my body told me, "I'm I'm not doing this today." And it was probably uh, diet related. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because burning burning energy in a different way through the diet that I'm on exactly yeah um and the lifestyle that I'm choosing is is hard sometimes yeah you don't have uh your your glucose stores if you're in ketosis are completely depleted so your your body's having to take longer and work harder to convert those ketones to energy and so that's why a lot of times when people are in ketosis their workouts definitely suffer a little bit okay so yeah so how we feel is a great metric yeah um what about strength uh, is that strength a- is absolutely a metric and and it uh, a lot of times um it's one of the best metrics because uh it's a direct output of how bod- how our body's feeling so if our body is depleted like i was just saying it it needs nutrients it's not going to it's not going to give you all of the strength that your body mm-hmm. can have to to you know lift the weight or whatever and so that's a good one um you know i track uh circumference measurements on all my clients i think circumference measurements are are very important to track so many times yeah. I'll have a client step on and not lose a single pound or ounce and we'll do circumference measurements and sure enough uh, they've lost a couple inches in their waist a couple inches in their chest maybe gain an inch in their biceps mm-hmm. or whatever and that happens all the time and so that's another reason why I hate weight loss competitions yeah. because they're they make you fixate on the scale and, and, and occasionally they end up being a square but that's another story oh gosh I think we need to explain that. So when I measured Dustin uh, back in our last year, whenever he started, yep. uh, when I started coaching him, when I, when I when I measured the chest, waist, and hips, he was the same measurement all the way around. To the T. <laughs> wow. Exactly. And it, I think like the second time we measured it, it matched up to you. Yeah, it did. It matched like two or three it times. It was pretty he consistent. Was like, Do you see that a lot? I was like, um, never. So. <laughs> never. You're special. I know, thanks. Yeah. So we have SpongeBob speaking uh, on the <laughs> podcast today. That's right? it, dude. 
just uh, better looking and not as goofy. It's right. more than the square pants, though. That's yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to something that you said a while ago, um, and you said on the weekends we tend to do the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to have uh, one of the most uh, paradigm shifting moments that I've had in in my education, or I think I actually heard in a podcast. You, yeah, you can consider that education, but. Um, somebody said on a podcast why uh, they explained why are you eating the worst on days that you move the least? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we think about the energy balance equation, you know, calories in, calories out, are you burning more than you're intaking? Why are we going to eat the most on the days that we burn the least? Yeah. So if you if you want to have that cheat day or whatever, I hate that concept, but if you want to be a little bit more lenient or have that day that reward day that w- reward day sometimes people need that do that on the day that you're the most active or that you get mm-hmm. the, the best mm-hmm. workout in um, that's totally unrelated but i i love that uh, and I, I tell all my clients that can i can i give you guys the word that i use for those days sure uh, i use the word sanity days <laughs> because there's like because it. so much of what we're doing and so much of our um, our weight and our, our body image and all the things it, it's happening between our ears. Mm. And yes. so that, those days for me are sanity days and they probably are, that's probably the best way that I can justify yeah. having those sure. um, because yeah. I just need a little sanity. Well, especially with keto because it's so strict. You, you need some, uh, some time, some real world food. <laughs> it, it, it is a battle and you know, you gotta have those pizza Fridays, dude. You gotta have the pizza Fridays. Yep. That's very true. So number number two that we kind of talk about, uh, and all of these are related in some in some way, but the on and off mentality, whether we're on our diet or off our diet or whatever, it gives our mind a false hope that there is mm. an end in sight. Yeah, it's like it's like you know I have that. If we think in terms of weight loss, right? I have that goal weight in mind, yeah. and I hit it or I get close and I get excited and I'm like, all right, sweet, I'm here, and then I go right back to where I had been prior to losing that weight yeah. and it's like wait it happens all the time I, I thought i was i thought i was just at my goal weight and and now all of a sudden i'm not yeah. because i didn't process mentally hey uh that wasn't a finish line no that was a starting that line. was the beginning yeah exactly. i've already have a, uh the podcast that comes out after this challenge is over is going to be called the 305 day challenge <laughs> Ah, hey, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing the math at home, there's a 60-day challenge and 365 <laughs> days in a year. So I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't need help with that, but hopefully. So, hopefully um, when we have when we have it in our mind that 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 we only have to do this for 30, 60, 90 mm-hmm. days, whatever it is, you know, you you go all out for those 90 days, and then you don't have a plan for after that. Like, what are you what are you gonna do after that? How are you going to maybe, uh, I keep picking on keto because that's what I know, but, uh, you know, how are you going to transition maybe into a more balanced yeah. diet to where you're not mm-hmm. going to gain all the weight back? Because mm-hmm. I see that time and time again. Um, something really funny with my family. So my family, probably for the last four or five years, maybe even longer, pretty much all of them have done keto. And... Well, I remember Thanksgiving, maybe two, th- two or three years ago, my brother texted in our family group. He was like, "Hey, is this Thanksgiving uh, BYOC?" He's like, "Is it? Is it bring your own carbs?" carbs? Right. Yeah, and so, and or maybe we would go over to a family gathering or maybe for a weekend and hang out. And and the question was, "Hey, are you on or are you off? Are you on keto or are you off keto? What do you want? How do you want to eat?" And it was just this this conversation <laughs> between us. And 
and we were all fine with it and and it's just it's it's such a bad mentality that's, to have it's well funny. it's it's funny because it's pervasive and not just your family mm. it's yeah it's every and particularly we may get to this in a little bit but particularly for church functions you know you think about there's always going to be somebody that's going to bring a salad because they're dieting there's my air quotes right. again yeah there's always going to be somebody that brings just comfort food because that's what they're good at making uh-huh. um you know potluck meals are just kind of a, a hodgepodge of food and mm. you just get to pick through and and yeah. you're going to be tempted in a lot of different ways but that mentality that on-off mentality is just so pervasive in our yeah. culture and in our, all of our families it's and so i think that's why we're trying to get this episode in because it's it's a real problem it's a real issue yeah, for, it is. for people it is you know i've walked through that um you know following through with restrictions that i have on myself uh-huh. as, as a part of my programs in in past um we'd have those church functions right where there would be plenty to eat from and there there would be salads because you know there's that person that wants to be healthy right and dustin's in the kitchen heating up the lunch that he brought with him with his, from his prepped <laughs> meals because uh because it's measured out and he knows what's in it right for yeah. his for his program and yeah. so everybody's making their plate at the potluck and i just make my way all the way into the kitchen heat up my lunch and come yeah. out with my little tupperware container you know? <laughs> and everybody else it has works. piles of food on yeah. a three container plate and, and the person next to me has that like mile high stack of food and says hey good for you that's right me. right yeah. good for you that's me when i'm off you know, right. I mean, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm, I've really enjoyed this this last uh, section or session of, of, of going back on, on, you know, trying to lose weight is because I chose a much more balanced way. I don't feel depleted. I don't feel like I'm losing out on any sort of food category. Mm. And, you know, that's what restrictions do is a, a lot of diets out there restrict a certain food group. And I just I do not believe that that is our, the best way for us to eat long term. Right. You know? You can use tools like keto and stuff like that to like jumpstart a weight loss plan, like Adam's doing, and and uh, but eventually he is going to go off, and so um, you really need to think about how you plan on r- uh, rolling yourself back into a more balanced diet. Yeah. And you know, once you do that, once you once you stop, once you start uh, eating just whole foods and hmm. not staying away from the processed crap, you know, all at that point, all you have to worry about is. Am I eating too many calories? You know, that's really yeah. all I have to worry about. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I think in all of that conversation, we're eliminating the word end, you yeah. know, because yeah. then there is not, it's just more about balance. It's more about finding your uh, level of homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And we can talk yeah. about that in another episode, but yeah. um, it's, it's all about just recreating that word for you so that it's a continuous process. Yeah. I yeah. Like and, and, you know, as we're talking through those things, as we, as we approach our lives, if we put that end in sight, if we act as if we, we have just described, it leads to such a poor relationship with the food that we are taking in. Absolutely. It, the way that we approach food becomes drastically altered for the duration of what we're doing. Yeah. But a lot of times we miss out that eventually we'll go back to being that off status, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And we don't think about our interactions with it then. Like we, we almost put it in, in perspective of it'll be okay to have those things again in the quantity that I'm, I'm craving. Yeah. Uh, but I just have to wait till this mark. Right. right? And that's such a bad way to look at it. Yeah. Right. And I want you guys to think about the the first time that you really turned over the back of a carton of something and looked at the macros and the nutrition facts. 
Um, what was the very first time? Okay. Not recently, but like the very first time that you realized, um, say for a package of saltine crackers that a serving size was five instead mm. of three quarters of the sleeve, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you realize just how much you're putting in your body. And if you've never done that, if you've never mm. looked at the nutrition facts or the macros of any food, yeah. I'd encourage you to try that and, yeah. and, you know, get a little education on, on what you're looking at. Maybe ask one of us a question, you know, is, is this something good that I should be looking at yeah. uh, in the macros? Yeah. And uh, when we're talking about macros, Joe, what are macros? Because I don't. So the, your macronutrients are your fats, carbs and proteins. Mm-hmm. And so whenever somebody says that they're counting macros, um, they likely got a coach or an online calculator that tells them this is how many carbs, this is how many grams of carbs you need, how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein. And so mm-hmm. that uh, <clears throat> that's a great way to uh, track. I like do I like tracking macros versus uh, calories. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that's, that's macronutrients. I remember walking through the store and seeing some of like the household staples that I grew up with. And this was around the first time that I really started to look into what macros were, uh, before it was like, Oh, I like this. So I'm going to put it in my, in my card at the store. Right. And I went through and all those staples, those things that were just you had to have these around the house yeah. or the house was, you know, not stocked. Mm-hmm. And I turned that box over and I looked at the back and went, Oh, huh. Maybe that's why I had the problem that I had to begin with. And I started to put those things yeah. back on the yeah. shelf and was like, okay, what can I shift to? Well, and it also becomes, uh, if you're a, I don't know. I always say that, that men like and we are men at this table, men are, are, foragers and so if you send us to the store with a list let me explain that if i get sent into the store with a list of five things i'm going to come out with six. Oh yeah because i've got to search and gather and and, and find something else that i didn't know that mm-hmm. i needed but when you talk about relationship with food and how it relates to the end of your your goal and where you want to be in your fitness level then you have to decide when I'm going to get something that's not on the list, I really have to pay yeah. attention to the relationship with that item. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good point. So with with that in mind, what can we do? What do you think, Joe? What are some ways that we can um, put into practice developing a yeah. better relationship with food, uh, walking forward without that end in sight mentality, yeah. Um, avoiding that binge purge behavior that we talked about, mm-hmm. that scarcity mindset. What are some practical ways that we can implement those kinds of things into yeah. our life? Yeah. So uh, first off, I'd like to start. If you um, suffer with, you know, clinical uh, bulimia nervosa, nervosa or anorexia, um, please go see, a, you know, a psychologist or a counselor and, and really talk those issues out. And so when we're talking about binging and restricting, we're not talking about the clinical sense, but we are talking about behaviors that the everyday um, average That's people point, uh, yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as if you see yourself becoming that person that uh, catches yourself binging, eating a, uh, instead of just a handful of chips, you're downing the whole bag. Like I said, thinking about the next bite before you're even done chewing the first bite. Yeah. Uh, eating not just a couple cookies, but you end up downing the whole sleeve of cookies. Eating until you feel miserable. A lot of times, that's kind of what the binge ends up looking like, to yeah. where you just feel sick. If you find yourself in that men- or in that place, the worst thing you want to do is shame yourself for it. Mm. So l- usually, these binge attitudes come from a feeling 
of depression or anxiety or boredom or aloneness. And so the last thing we want to do is layer on more negative feelings on top of that or else yeah. you're just going to create a cycle of that happening again. Yeah. So like we said in the last podcast, have grace on yourself. And there's nothing you can do but just pick yourself back up and start over fresh on a new day. Right. And one of the things that's huge about that is to to create gratitude for what we can eat. Yes. Um, and I mm-hmm. feel like as we, I know for me, uh, I get a big uh, kick out of doing food prep. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't know I'd enjoy it so much. Just yeah. And maybe it's just how I cook it or for you at home, if you're listening, maybe you have a certain thing that you like to cook on or a griddle or a, a grill or something um, find that avenue and that niche for you that, that works. Mm. And so when you have to make food and when you get to make food, it's, it's not an opportunity of saying, this is not what I can't have. It's an opportunity of, this is what I get to create. And then you get to enjoy your yeah. meal from start to finish. And, um, then That's you, great. you have so much more to, to add to it. That's great. Um, kind of what, really uh hurt us in this in this uh ice storm was the fact that w- most of us were not planned yeah uh, we didn't plan well and so that's the, another way that uh, you can really keep yourself from from getting this this behavior is plan 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 and plan that is so good for me i am a planner i am a details guy i love to work out the m- little tiny tiny details of everything that i do and uh and i think that's definitely one thing that has shifted as I've seen myself progress, but uh, is not perfect. Yeah. Definitely need work. Yeah, for sure. And so, like we said in the uh, the first episode, if if you struggle with binging, be very, very careful and be very uh, – plan out what kind of foods you keep in your house. If it's the cookies, get those the heck out of your house, yeah. you know. Um, make yourself – like we said, make, we, make yourself get in your car and drive down <laughs> the road and do it. Put those – obstacles in place of that binging behavior right and find some people that you can walk with the journey on the journey um, because accountability it does matter if i know i'm gonna have to report to you guys my food prep i don't have to but we we're choosing to a lot of days um it does make a difference in what i cook and what i choose to pull out of the freezer or the refrigerator yeah or what i choose to even buy at the grocery store so one it's so good and and, you know we talked about this exact thing before we uh started recording right we were talking about our our weekend and the the struggle and for me there is that struggle where you know i gained like 0.4 pounds this week right like you know for most people they're like oh that that's it but for me like i I got mad at myself right (laughs) i got upset and so I, I told these guys, when I left the gym after weighing in, one of the first things that I did is I texted a group chat of guys that I'm in a small group with that we meet weekly uh, and, and hang out and talk and communicate regularly. And I was like, all right, guys, look, here's the deal. I'm struggling with this mentally. It's, it's hurting me right now. I need accountability. Hold me to it. And so now, like, every every time I've eaten anything since then, I've sent a picture of it to this group chat. And like, <laughs> this is what I'm putting in my body. Hold me to it. Yeah, that's awesome. The accountability is so necessary. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So as we make the transition here, let's, let's talk a little bit about this um, preacher kid mentality and what that is. And, uh, and I think I can kind of take a stab at it. You guys can help me out. But as we th- talk about that, you... You may have experienced a, a PK, a preacher's kid, and um, it is a 
to some people on the on the outside looking in, it is a life of restriction. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't be a part of this group. I can't go to that thing. I can't do that function. Um, and then whenever they get free from the uh, from their parents, what happens? You know, they go crazy yeah. in, in a certain sense binge. of the word. They binge. Yeah, it is a revolt. Is Joe's yeah, word? Exactly. Yeah. The, you know, they revolt against the behavior, and uh, then we all know what comes after that. You know, they yeah. end up in in mm. situations and behaviors that are not uh, conducive to a good lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, period. And True. so that's kind of what we're talking about as we uh, as we make this the shift here and we're trying to think about things that christians can or cannot do um and i think that's where even in in that question it becomes a list of to do and not to do yeah and and that's kind of unhealthy at the beginning at the front end of that so um what do you guys have uh as far as an experience with that uh being in the church and being joey yeah i just think about you know my high school days and you know trying to get my friends to come to church with us and stuff like that and and you know a very common answer that i would get from friends that i invite to church are like no i can't go to church because then i can't go to the party on saturday or i can't go do mm-hmm. this and i i can't cuss and i can't do this why yeah. would i want to be a christian you know right yeah you know for me it it, it kind of extends into many different areas uh i've seen it with friends i've seen it with family where you know they they grow up in church you know i've had people that uh that i genuinely looked up to right and and saw saw as somebody that was more mature and further along in their faith than than myself as a as a young young man uh in high school and then they get free like you said right they they get away from the the controlled circumstances that they were in the world starts to be apparent and right in front of them and slowly one by one they like walked off the cliff and mm-hmm. and it was so i remember it being so upsetting to see that happen and and just be like man like what what changed but yes yeah, so, so yes it it is something that is real people do struggle with uh in more senses than we can really begin to fathom but yeah it's it's something that's so prevalent well, and that's the thing is it doesn't just it's not just preacher's kids. It's not just no, 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 you know, no. because I'm a pastor, it's not just my kids that have to deal <laughs> yeah. with this. Yeah. Um and so I feel like what do we, what do we say to someone that deals with that and, and I feel like it has to start with the that whole cycle that we just talked about with food of guilt and shame and and because you guys both mentioned, mm. you know, here's the thing that I can't do. And instead of focusing on what we get to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a good place to start with that uh, because we can have that scarcity mindset like we have with food. We can have yeah. it with our faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I just look back at, you know, I've I've been in, in Christian circles or, or, you know, groups of friends that are all believers and, and we all keep accountable and not a single one of those times did we have to have alcohol to have fun or, you know, did we have mm-hmm. to, you know, go to a party to have fun. We spent like in, in high school, we spent every Friday and Saturday night in our church youth room playing Xbox with our youth pastor. And it was <laughs> the best memories I've ever had from yeah. childhood. And, and, and so many people didn't want to, they didn't want to do that because they were at the party the other night or no, you know, I keep going to high school. I'm freaking 32, but 30, I'm 30. It's okay. It yeah. was like yesterday. I peaked in high school. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like as we talk about this as well, so much of this behavior that comes out of 
um, mm. restriction in our in our faith yeah. has to do with we feel like once we have we feel like we have arrived spiritually. Yeah. That if we have arrived yeah. at this point, we shouldn't have to deal with this, and that's really not a good place to be because even if you are the the most fit person in mm-hmm. the in the world or fit person that walks into the gym you still have to deal with X, Y, and Z that yeah. everyone else in that gym and everyone else in that church and everyone else in that building has to deal with. And so just because it goes back to that word end and we have mm-hmm. to try to figure out a way to eliminate the end because in in our faith and in our life, end is, is death. Yeah. You know, it's born this date, end this date, exactly. separated by yeah. one line in between. That Yeah, that's the only time... Jesus will ever say, okay, you can stop pursuing me now is when you die. Right. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. It, it's about pursuit. And that's a great word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pursuit. Love that. Um, and, and what are we pursuing? Uh, the, is it food? Is it Christ? Is it something in between? Yeah. Uh, is it family? And there's a lot of things that there's we can. always something. Yeah. We can put a lot of things into that blank and, mm-hmm. and make them idols and, and end up worshiping them, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, is it sports? Is it following our kids with their sports? I mean, that's huge in our True. culture. <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm I'm not saying that th- you shouldn't be there and support your kids, but mm-hmm. I have seen so many people and so many families and so many things happen because um, you just you put that into a status and put it at a in, on a pedestal where it should not be. Yeah, absolutely. And so we have to be careful with that. Yeah, you know. It, it's it's that idea just like we talked about you're you're not hitting that end point you're hitting the start line yeah. right because the race has just begun mm-hmm. um and and you know we're called to to run run our race right yeah and, and for ourselves like we can talk about this idea and so many people see uh, christianity or following jesus as as being restrictive but the message of the gospel is one of freedom Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly, very good. Absolutely. Um, it, it may not be the world's sense of freedom, yeah. If you if you want to spin it that way, but but the truth to be shown is a message of freedom, yeah, and, and so you know as as we walk through our faith journey, like we walk through our health journey, it is a process. You know, it is that process of sanctification. The continuing mm-hmm. work that is done in our lives that we continue to to see fruits and evidence made apparent. Yeah. Right? Right. And as we talk about sanctification, it's setting something apart. I'm going to set it apart for this reason. And through Christ and the and what his what he did in that moment in history on the cross, we are if we say yes and we follow him we are set free from every sin in that moment. Mm. And um, so we are positionally set apart already, but we still have to deal with X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean that we are immune from it. It doesn't mean it stops. It doesn't mean our journey ends, because there's that word again, Mm -hmm. until we draw our last breath. And so it's a a positional thing, but we still... And, and just like all of us at this table, and please don't do not misunderstand. We all still sin. We all still deal with sin. We yeah. all still deal with um, the things of you know the flesh. Yeah. Um, and True. I say that in the way that of you know flesh versus spirit. We all have uh, struggles that we deal with. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you're listening and, and you say, "Well, these guys just have it all figured out," we do not. Absolutely <laughs> no. not. We do not. 
Man, you know, the uh, this idea of the preacher's kid idea, right? And maybe, Adam, maybe you can hit on this a little bit because uh, you are the, the preacher with kids, right? I am. But do you see any correlation between creating strict rules for our kids and them erupting someday and deciding to just go crazy right i I think in in the way that you think correlation i think it depends on how severe the rules are okay if that makes any sense yeah because just like in our in our diets it's in our eating plans and our lifestyles if we choose to completely Mm. get rid of something then we're always going to want that something yeah and i feel like in in our in the preacher kid mentality it is all about what we just talked about with our food it's all about finding that balance yeah um yes we are hard on our kids yes there are some things that we expect from them because we because not only do we want them to um to follow scriptural beliefs and follow jesus and they have in their own in their own time made that decision to follow jesus because they are we're believers all the same in, yes. in our household. And so there are some things that we expect from them, but we also understand that there are going to be momentary failures that come yeah. and there is grace to be had yeah. in those moments. Um, but we also still, there's also still maybe um, not a punishment. That's a bad word, but a, a um, gosh, I can't even think of the word. Yeah. There there's a price to be paid for the decisions mm-hmm. that you make. That makes sense, yeah. And yeah. and just like in our food and our eating and our in our um workouts, there's going to be a price to be paid for what we choose to do or choose not to do. Yeah. And so I I've seen kids that erupt. I've seen preachers kids that go off and erupt like a volcano because they have been bottled up and capped up and yeah. and the the rules were so mm-hmm. strict. Um and they just wanted to get away. They yeah. wanted to revolt and and rebel and so i feel like it can happen but we try hard in our home yeah. uh, to make balance yeah and uh, my wife and i do a really good job of if one of us is frustrated the other one's usually calm and yeah. it's the other way around yeah. so mm-hmm. well you said the word punishment i think what almost what's more to me what's more important than how strict the rules are is how the parents treat the kids at if after they mess up Mm-hmm. If they are shamed, like we talked about, if they if after they messed up, if if they are shamed and and ridiculed and made and you know brought yeah. to nothing, you know the chances are that they have higher chances of revolting at that point. Yeah. You know that's very true. Yeah, and I, and I have often had to go to my children and say, "Look, I blew it. I I really yeah. I could have parented you differently in that moment," and and it's it's hard to do because you're supposed to be the parent. You're supposed to have all the answers. You're supposed to have, of course the world says that. Yeah. But my, I want my children to understand that I can fail them just as easily as they can fail me. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's huge for, mm, yeah. for their yeah. development. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Dustin, uh, you seem really good at, at the whole wrap up thing in the last couple episodes. Well, why don't you just give us a quick synopsis? All right. And so we'll move on today. The preacher's kid mentality we uh we've updated you on our personal walks and shown you that yes we mess up too and that's okay uh, not only this but we talked about even our own personal struggles as we go through this on and off this binge and purge behavior 
having this mindset that is so set on on scarcity and, and focused in that sense. Uh, we've talked about struggling with looking at things with this, oh, there's an end goal. If I can just reach that end goal, everything will be golden and life can go back to the hunky-dory way that I want it to be, even though that's not really true. Uh, we've talked about how when we restrict ourselves so heavily, we can lead to uh, having a poor relationship with our food. So remember, in order to combat that, practice gratitude. Be grateful for what you have as you eat. Plan, plan, plan. Set a plan, stick to it. Take it a day at a time. The slow approach is the best approach. You know, you don't have to get everything done within a day. And then in, in regards to our faith, remember, it's not about that scarcity mindset of I can't do these things. Uh, it's not those rules that are being imposed on us. Remember, the gospel is a message of freedom. Our walk with Christ does not have an end until we die. We are committed until till then to be continually pushed to be more like Christ. And then lastly, the idea of the preacher's kid and all the rules making them blow up. That's, uh, you know, many people talk about that. Not necessarily true. Uh, we, we can see from experience from someone walking through this that... Uh, our approach and how we handle things can oftentimes make a world of a difference. And so as we are signing off, remember, follow us on all our social medias to stay up to date with our personal journeys, where we are going through, uh, uh, what our workouts are looking like, making sure that we, uh, we are being held accountable by you, the listener, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with us. Uh, and then you can listen to our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and now on Google Podcasts. We are on multiple platforms. There are many different ways that you can uh, connect and share with your peers. So please, please share, uh, share these episodes, share these recordings, and uh, we look forward to hearing some feedback from you. That's right. And if you if you haven't already, shoot us a question. We'd love to answer any questions you might have. We'd love to uh, get some feedback. And if we can work it into an episode, we'd love to be able to do that. So until the next time, everybody, it's, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day -day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.